The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org.
Good morning. I don't know what the metaphor is for this morning. I was thinking about it, like I had some nervousness this morning about the fact that we're back. It feels like we're really back. You know, touch ancient, precious, holy wood. I think the NFL season is starting today. I was thinking, it's like we've been sort of benched, you know? <laughs> and now we're back in together in, I guess, to extend the metaphor of the game that we call community and life and all of its fullness. So it's wonderful to see all of you. It's wonderful to see our kids and our youth. And, uh, you know, there's a waffle breakfast. So thanks to everyone who made that incredible tradition happen this year. Yay! I just want to let everyone know that those of us speaking without masks have had our antigen tests this morning. We do have to welcome back all of our young people in the fullness of this community. There, are, there is the potential that we will have some young people who aren't vaccinated, so all of you need to make decisions based on your own needs and comfort level. Thank you all for wearing masks. Um, during worship until such time as our COVID advisory team of scientists and doctors and nurses um, decides that it's you know, as safe as can be for us to be back together without them. This morning, we have a particularly special person to welcome into the community officially on her first Sunday. So before I say who that is, I have a special, very solemn, um, musical group that was formed this morning that will, will please rise and give Laura a very solemn salute of welcome. So all of you people, you know who you are. You can take off your masks because you'll need to. Come on, I, there were some of these. Oh, there we go. All right. Are you ready? Welcome, Laura. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I thought they were noisemakers. They're the things that go out. Anyway, it's very solemn to welcome you here. For those of you whose newsletters have gotten into the spam folder for months, uh, Laura Shenham, who served as a director of religious education, an early child educator before going to seminary, led a congregation in Washington State for nine years, just finished on Friday a year of chaplaincy training and service at Mission Bay at UCSF. So she's literally had no time to catch her breath before being here with us today. But we are very excited. She's our Minister of Congregational Life. So Lifespan, RE, and our pastoral care for one another and our lay chaplain team. So if you could all give a hearty welcome to Laura Shenham. Yeah, at General Assembly this year, people kept coming up to me and saying, congratulations. And I thought, oh, because my book is coming out? Uh, because my daughter graduated from high school? And they were like, no, because you, you got Laura Shenham. <laughs> so we're, we're very lucky. And the whole world seems to know it, so that's great. 
I want to take a moment for us to greet our neighbors. So please greet one another. Uh, you can, if you need social distance, just kind of indicate somehow with namaste or arms crossed that you need social distance and otherwise. All right. I know nobody really just wants, we just want to have fun. Post-pandemic people just want to have fun. We just want to. All right, I have got way too many announcements to call them brief, so, but I'm going to be brief through them. So coffee hour, outside for those of you who are here. Celebration donuts in honor of Laura Shenham. 
Yeah, unless you haven't already put on the COVID-19, you literally can add to it this morning. And for those of you who are joining our virtual coffee hour, we now have 800 subscribers to the YouTube channel. So there are a lot of you, and we're really looking forward to getting to know you and weave you in. And at coffee hour, Zoom coffee hour, if you can join, a chance for you to talk about what would help connect you and keep you connected and serve you in this community, those of you who are not here in person, because you're far away, because it's better for you to join remotely, whatever reasons. RE registration is continuing, so you can look into that. If you want to be an usher, that is one of the people who is the first human face that greets people when they come in here to answer questions, to help make them feel like they belong, please email us at info at uusf.org. Don't worry about crying babies. They're the voice of the future calling to us <laughs> in the present moment. So, so please, if you want to be an usher, or just call me. We, we really are looking forward to, to training, to be um, put our, our loving hearts forward when people walk in the door, take that risk. You, you, the vote, letters, the equivalent to talking to someone face-to-face -face in terms of persuading them to get out and vote, packets that you can take with you and do at home while you are doing whatever you do quietly at home, uh, watching the John Adams miniseries, Stranger Things, cooking dinner, waiting for the pot to finish, Grab 20, bring them back. We are not mailing them until right before the election, but we will take care of that. You just have to take them home and bring them back, write a personal note. It has a huge impact, and we need this election to serve our values. I'll leave it that general, since you can lose your tax-exempt status if you say what voting your values is in too much specificity. The auction. Auction is October 16th, Sunday, right after church. 50 tickets already sold. Get your ticket, donate something, certainly put it on your calendar. We just want to have fun. Another opportunity right there. Put on your calendar the first weekend of October. More details in your newsletter. Daniel Cantor, the senior minister of one of our largest churches in Dallas and one of the founders of Sacred, a, a reproductive rights organization of interfaith, people of faith, training people to speak with our values about issues of reproductive rights, because we actually do have a faith perspective on this as progressives, though you wouldn't think that looking at our press. He is not only going to come, uh, members of our women's group are going to run the training that Sacred Asks all day Saturday, and Daniel's going to be preaching on Sunday. And Daniel's childhood minister, I just found out last night, is John Young. Where's John Young? So John was Daniel's minister, so yeah. A Jersey boy, so go, yay Jersey. Uh, anyway, lost and found and giveaway table in the courtyard, so hurry if you've lost something before someone else thinks it's a giveaway. But there are some things that say UUSF on them too, so take, take things. If you want a printed directory and you are a member, it's, it's only for members, um, we will be handing them out today, but you will also be emailed a virtual version, a digital version. So you'll have up-to-date information to get in touch with people that you meet here at church. And all the other things printed in your order of service and your flame. Okay. In case you wondered if we were really back.
we are. So this candle we light for all those beautiful human beings here in the sanctuary and all those beautiful human beings in all the places that this hour finds you joining us in one spirit, in worship, in life, together. Let's rise in body, spirit, to sing our first hymn of the morning. It's 126 in your gray hymnals. Come now, fount of every blessing. Please join me in lighting our chalice here, this symbol of Unitarian Universalism. And for those at home, if you'd like, feel free to light your own candle or chalice as well. Let us say these words together. We light this chalice for the light of truth, the warmth of love, 
and the fire of commitment. We light this symbol of our faith as we gather together. This congregation is bound not by creed, but by covenant, which is a word that simply means promises of the heart. These are the promises we make about how we want to be together in this search for truth and meaning that we commit to engage in here, together. The covenant words printed in your order of service are some of those promises that we make. Please say them with me and then join me in singing our doxology. Love is the spirit of this church and service is its prayer. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in freedom, and to help one another. Recognizing that there is human suffering all over this world in the course of natural and human catastrophes. We ring our gong today in honor of some of those places most present for us today. We ring our gong first this morning for those lives lost and all the lives affected and all the ways we were affected here and around the globe with the events of September 11th, 2001. 2,977 people died that day in the attacks at the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, the plane crash in Pennsylvania. 25,000 were injured and for all those others who have died or gotten sick subsequently from 
what they were exposed to in the aftermath of those events. We hold all of them in our hearts this hour and this day. We will ring our gong additionally once for the losses to COVID-19. This last week, 10,809 people died of COVID-19 globally, 1,745 in the United States alone. We hold all those losses in our hearts and we hold gratitude for all the science, all the personal masking and acts of maturity and mutuality and self-care and care for others that has helped stem the tide of this pandemic. Enough so that we could be here more robustly this morning. And finally, we ring a gong for the people of Ukraine, people at war everywhere, private wars in homes racked by upheaval or in nations or among nations. We hold personal loss, illness, poverty, racism, homophobia, and all the struggles, those unavoidable and those infinitely curable that we suffer from alone and together. There's so much to hold. So we offered up this moment so that we might hold it together, surrounded by one another, surrounded by the promise of what love and interdependence and a commitment to the work of community and service and personal growth and cherishing delight of this world can awaken in us and make possible for us together. So, may we keep all those we have named and their loved ones in our thoughts and in our prayers this morning, and may we ease the tide of human suffering this week and serve life with love, howsoever we can.
So welcome to this in-gathering service. This is a water in-gathering. It's a Unitarian Universalist modern ritual that's done in many congregations across this continent, around the world. And it's often done as a bookend at the front end of a year that then pulls to a close in June with a flower communion, which is what we're going to do. And I think this congregation has done it before. The symbol in this ritual, like symbols of any kind, can have a myriad meanings, right? One, one of the symbols of what we will do this morning is the bringing together of all of our different lives, our life adventures, our insights, our sharing of them into one place, this place, so that we grow wiser and more compassionate and bolder together. Another is the image of bringing our talents, our gifts, our unique callings and passions together to minister as we hope to, to the broken places among us, within us, in the wider world, wrestle with unanswered questions in our shared life, pooling together, in short, all of what and who we are individually into this community of faith. Like waters from a thousand rivers and streams, varied distant lakes and oceans, simple rivulets and petals, raindrops and garden spigots, we bring ourselves diverse, rich with life and life-giving potential to this place and time. Our pouring of water, symbol of our own pouring out of life, into a shared vessel reminds us of what it means to be in this religious community as we begin our next year together. In June, we will come with our arms full of flowers to the service that marks the ending of a year. We will remind each other of what we have watered into flourishing life together. So as we reflect over the last few years and the impact of the pandemic on our lives, 
in our communities, some of us might feel like we've just been through a storm. Anyone? Yeah. Some of us might feel like we're still in the storm. Yeah. And some might feel like the storm is only just at the beginning. I know at times I have felt at different places and stages from a light sprinkle to a full-on downpour to even trying to figure out how to get my clothes dried after being soaked. The thing about storms is they can bring blessings and challenges. Blessings because the water that storms bring help us refresh our earth, give the life-giving things to our plants and give us water to drink, and challenges because they bring floods down trees, affect our electricity, all of those things. And just like a storm, the pandemic brought us blessings and challenges. For me, I had the blessing of more time with my family. And I had the challenge of more time with my family. <laughs> this morning, we're going to create collectively a thunderstorm with our bodies. So let me set this down. And I'm going to set this down. Do you want me to hold this and then yeah, you maybe. can, yeah. So we start with our hands. Ready? We're going to rub them together just to get started. And now we're going to snap. You hear the sprinkles? And now our thighs. Starting to pour a little bit harder. And now stomping. It's really coming down now. Okay, back to our thighs. And we're going to sprinkle. So after the service today, you're going to be invited to take some watercolor and paper and kind of capture what the blessings and challenges for you have been over this pandemic time. And we'll find a place to hang those up so we can all see the storms that we've been through. Try to capture both blessings and challenges. And hopefully by seeing this visual representation, maybe we can bring a little bit of calm after the storm. I'm going to invite you now to rise in body, spirit, however you wish, to sing our hymn, The Storm is Passing Over. The version we learned, the arrangement we learned, is all three verses in a row, and then we'll sing the refrain through three, five times. Just keep singing along.
I will hope that that hymn, if it isn't already, becomes a touchstone for you all, the way you say you sometimes find yourself singing the meditation on breathing in a moment, in a hospital, in a waiting room. For me, this hymn has been one I found myself singing in super hard moments over the last few years, so I hope it's something you, if you don't already have it in your spiritual riches that you can draw from in a moment, I hope it will be that starting today. In this ritual for gathering the waters, next year when we do this, we might ask you to bring literal waters collected from your summer's days, but this year we'll use our pitchers of water here, uh, and we'll use our ritual imaginations. We invite you to come forward as you feel willing and able, and for those who cannot or choose not to come forward, but would like someone to pour waters on their behalf, we'll pause periodically to invite you to raise your hand and we'll bring around a microphone to you. If you're attending virtually, we invite you to put in the chat your sharing and we will read that aloud also periodically in the service. We ask you each to say what you found this summer that has refreshed you, left you feeling sustained body and spirit as waters from rain and river refresh this landscape and fall on and move through. If there is a place or a body of water you associate with your sharing, you may name it as well. Here is a sentence that might help you remember what we're asking. You can just fill in the blanks and we'll repeat it. This water is from and it reminds me of. This water is from and the symbolic place you're holding in the moment, and it reminds me of. And I'll go first. This water is from New York Presbyterian Hospital, and it reminds me of the blessing of health and the precious time with loved ones. So please come forward as you feel moved pour a little water and tell us what you found this summer that you bring back with you here to share, saying, this water is from and it reminds me of. This water is from the Talent Irrigation Ditch in Ashland, Washington and it reminds me of the return of live theater at Oregon Shakespeare Festival. This water is from the Galapagos, and it reminds me of the freedom of the birds there. This water is from Glacier National Park, Lake McDonald, and reminds me of sitting in the lake with my children and watching a bald eagle land in the lake next to us. This water is from Lake Cuomo in northern Italy, and it reminds me of new adventures and old friends. This water is from Little Creek Reservoir in Williamsburg, Virginia, and it reminds me of fishing with my dad and uh, grandparents' love for their grandchildren. 
This water is from the Gulf of Mexico, and it reminds me of the joy of laughing with friends you've known for your entire life. We're going to pause a moment. If you have, uh, would like a microphone brought to you, and raise your hand, and Vanessa will bring the microphone to you, and I can pour some water. Again, remembering this water is from, and it reminds me of. This water is from the Danube, and it reminds me of a recent trip we took there, visiting old friends and learning from new peoples. Thank you. Online, from online, this water is from the Russian River, and it reminds me of precious time with beloved friends. This water is from Crystal Lake in Michigan, and it reminds me of swimming with a healthy shoulder. This water is from Lone Pine Lake in the High Sierra, and it reminds me of companionship on the trail. This water is from San Francisco Bay, specifically near San Francisco International Airport, which is where I work. Um, and it reminds me of the journeys that we are all taking right now. This water is from Camp Winter Rainbow and reminds me of new skills and new friends. This water is from the pond in back of Boulder Mountain Lodge near Escalante, Utah. In the midst of political turmoil, it reminds me that peace that I find in the Red Rock country. This water is from the many places along the Pacific Coast where we drew in the waters and blessings of the ocean and the lakes inland and the rivers as we took a month-long journey for our honeymoon this summer. This water is from the Umqua River, and it reminds me of all of the native peoples who loved the free and wild rivers of the West. We're going to pause one. If there's anyone that would like a microphone taken to them, raise your hand so Vanessa can see, and I will pour water. So Vanessa is in the choir loft. <laughs> so I was I wondering where you were. I get downstairs, okay. but if there are any choir members who would like to. Oh, any choir members who couldn't go downstairs? Sorry. This water is from the Mendocino Coast, which reminds me of family who have enriched my life. This water is from Italy's Green Heart Umbria, which is um, given me so much to my spirit. Sam, do we have any online? Okay. Oh. Chi Reservoir, the beautiful Hetch Hetchy Reservoir, reminds me of hiking with my son around Hetch Hetchy Reservoir. 
This water is from the Pacific near the coast of Big Sur. Reminds me of the antiquity of the earth and the urge to live on the edge. This water is from Lake Michigan, which surrounds Door County in Wisconsin, where I spent a memorable time with my family this summer. This water is from the beautiful New Jersey shore where my beloved brother Dave lived a long life. This water is from the Hetch Hetchy Reservoir, the Tuolumne River, where I've swam above and below the dam with a wonderful immersion in nature. This water is from the Imbara River, which is a tributary of the Wabash River, which is a tributary of the Ohio River, which is a tributary of the uh, Mississippi River. The waters that I grew up around um, in uh, central and southern Illinois um, and for the and for it reminds me of all the people in my family who passed and all the all those that are still back there I'm the only one here so uh, this place uh, also uh, is special to my heart because it gives me a place to have family uh, this water is from a place in Long Beach that has huge tidal waves and reminds me of my granddaughter Aislinn, who her first day in college saw this man drowning out there, went out there and pulled him in <laughs> and was immediately offered at age 19 a job as a lifeguard by the lifeguards. <laughs> and it also reminds me of Aislinn and my family because Aislinn went to save coral reefs and is extremely concerned about what's happening to the water. This water is from the Anasquam River in Massachusetts. It was my mother's spiritual home for the last 100 years. She just passed this summer, so I think of her. This water is from Waikiki Beach, and it reminds me of the aloha spirit of my family and friends in Hawaii. This water is for the swimming pool where I can't swim for another three weeks. So I'm looking forward to get back for that and my knee. We're gonna pause and see if there's anyone that needs a microphone brought to them. Put your hand up and let Vanessa know. A uh, couple from online. This water is from Trout Lake in the North Woods of Wisconsin. And it reminds me of time with my mother's family. This water is from Bodega Bay, from the mouth of Bodega Bay, and it reminds me of a cloud rainbow I experienced there a few weeks ago, the wonder of nature. 
and this water is from Lake Tahoe, where I visited many years ago and the surrounding nature. Water is life. Um, this water comes from the tap in my own home, and it reminds me of the sanctity of self-discovery and humor among good friends. This water is from the Atlantic Ocean, um, and it reminds me of how lucky I am that my two grandmothers are still alive and got to meet uh, my youngest for the first time. This water is from the Isar River in Munich, and it reminds me of the people I met there this summer who are determined not to forget what their country did during the 1930s and 40s. We'll pause. Is there anyone else that needs a microphone brought to them? Anyone online? This water is from the San Francisco Children's Hospital I worked with this past year and reminds me of the journeys and journey with that I did with them and I hope to do with you in this ministry. This year, after this water is boiled and sanitized, <laughs> children will be blessed with this water, new homes sprinkled with it. We will use them as called forth, always as a stand-in for the power and beauty of this collective community and all that feeds our lives, including our life together. Next year, assuming we engage in this ritual again, we will add some water to what we will gather that morning from this previous year, a reminder of the continuity of the river of life that flows through this place. I'd invite you to say the words of the blessing over this water. They are printed in your order of service. Let's say them together. Blessed be these waters and this community here regathered to live into this gift of time and togetherness. Amen. One of the gifts of this community is that we have people who do incredible work in the world professionally and as their service. And so I called one of them, Larry Danos, to ask what would be a fitting recipient for our offering this morning, a group that might be smaller, might need our support more, that was doing work of watching over and preserving our waters in California, in the nation, and he suggested our recipient this morning, the Food and Water Watch, which among other, th other things was instrumental in passing some of the anti-fracking laws that helped preserve our groundwater. So I'd invite you, you're at home, to do this online. If you're here when the baskets pass or any time you have the opportunity, 
to make a gift to our special offering this morning. If you're online, just mark it as special offering and put today's date to support the work of the Food and Water Watch. Thank you in advance for your generosity. Let's go down to the river and meditate together. This meditation is drawn from the Harvest of the Power curriculum. Settle into your seats 
Put your feet on the floor. Let your shoulders relax. And if you feel comfortable, please close your eyes. I invite you to imagine your favorite body of water. It may be an ocean or lake, a brook. Notice how the water moves, the way it holds its space between land and air. Come closer to the water. Notice the color. Is it blue, bright blue, light blue, kind of green? What color is your water? And its smell. Is it refreshing? Is it salty? Notice what the water carries. Bits of plant, particles of soil or sand, maybe some fish are swimming in there. Maybe some creatures that are too small to be seen. Reach out your hand and touch the water. Is it cool? Is it warm? If you trust your water source, maybe put a little on your tongue and see what it tastes like. Become one with your water. Take its form and its flow and join in its natural journey. Feel your power and strength as you shape your own path. As you wear down the earth and the rocks around you. You are full of joy and an energy that can literally move mountains. Now settle yourself and become a freshwater lake. As water spills in, you are constantly renewed and constantly sending your own living waters forth. You feel full, but not over full, strong and deep, filled with activity yet stable in your lake bed. Now it's time to move, follow the pole into the mighty river. Feel the rushing around you. Feel the spray. You carry nature's life and human commerce as you hurry, pushing on downstream. When snow melts into you or heavy rains fall, you spill from your riverbed, running over land carrying soil and nutrients with you until you either soak 
deep into its layer of land and rock or lifted by the sun's heat into evaporated moisture that rides the air's currents. You return to earth as rain, falling into the vast rolling ocean that answers to the forces of moon, wind, and weather. Now you are the place where life arose on earth, the cradle of billions of species, too big, broad, and deep for even a tsunami to fundamentally change you. You are the complement of air and earth, as permanent as anything can be. Float in that water and feel your timelessness motion as your waves rise and churn. Now let go of this form as you gently draw your attention back to your breath, breathing in and out and coming back into your human self, your human life, tied to waters by history and thirst and the interconnected web that holds all life as one. Streams of life, large and small, gather here to begin life together again. Together we hold uncertainty, stormy seas, and joy as it comes, all of it. And in that journey together, we remind each other to revel in the preciousness of these days and hours 
that we hold so fleetingly in our hands. Together, we discern where our personal call lies and how to live with great love and necessary courage. And with luck, we grow a soul, a little more, you and me, day by day. May we gather strength and substance by gathering together here, like rivers merged together into one mighty ocean. People who know instinctively, somewhere deep down, that they are one. I'd invite us to rise in body or spirit or both and sing together our closing hymn in your teal hymnal, hymn number 1007, River Flowing in My Soul. Let's remain standing. You can put down your hymnals. When monkeypox is gone, we'll join hands. But for now, if you know the person standing next to you, feel free to grab their hand and otherwise outstretch yours in a gesture of offering of the self and a little bit of vulnerability that comes with that, open to the universe. And now in our comings and our goings, May the light of love shine upon us. Out from within us, be gracious unto us and grant us peace. For this is the day we are given. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. <laughs>